You're listening to DraftKings Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey, eh? God bless football, Juju. God bless football, America. Yeah, Juju. Juju, what are you doing, man? Where are you? What's happening? I am in the MIA, yo, baby, watching a lot of football. So I had to come to the number one football show in the world. You got to know. (laughs) Uh, Last night, Mike and I were talking right before uh, we started recording here. And we were saying that was a bad game. And it was a bad mm. game. We went in with heavy expectations, Billy, for that game. The Ravens win 34-20. to 20, And it was a bad game. But there were massive storylines <laughs> coming out of that game with Mark Andrews, the Ravens' tight end, being out for the year. Lamar Jackson a little banged up. And we'll see what happens here with Joe Burrow. Crazy amount of injuries in that game, Billy. Well, I mean, that's why it was a bad game, because we had a second half without <laughs> Joe Burrow. Like, it was right. close in the first half, and then yes. Joe Burrow's out, and then, you know, that's that. Which is a weird story, because apparently he was injured during the week, and they didn't yeah. tell anyone. And then cameras caught him walking off the plane and walking off the bus with a brace on his wrist. And then when he walked into the stadium, he didn't have the brace on his wrist. So then people were like, okay, maybe it's nothing. And then he's just throwing, and you could see he can't grip the ball. He just has weakness there in his wrist. Something's going on. And then all of a sudden, the pictures and the stories keep resurfacing of the fact that he was actually maybe injured, even though he wasn't on the injury report. It's kind of a crazy thing that's going on with him right now. It's the rare touchdown pass that ends the game for his own team. I mean, Mm. weird. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't worth it. Hand it off to Mixon, Juju. Right. And then when Buddy came in the game, all of my bets was just dust when, as soon as he Gone. came in. Like, Jamar Chase, Gone. get him out of here. Tyler mm-hmm. Boyd, don't think about him. Oh, my God. Hushmanzada may as well caught the ball last night. Right. Well, that's what Mikey was complaining about. Now, Mikey was complaining about not the game, not the fact that Listen, that opened up things for a lot of teams. This whole week has Deshaun Watson going down and now Joe Burrow going down and Mark Andrews being out and maybe the Steelers and the Jets and the Bills. They have better chances now. I'm not saying they're going to get in. Get out of the here. Texas, the Texans, they have better chances now because of these injuries. But Mikey was complaining about that the Andrews injury wrecked his bets and, and somehow <laughs> Burrow wrecked his fantasy team. So. I, I, I owned a lot of stock in Mark Andrews last night, and, of course, everything looked great on that opening drive. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to bed by halftime with all this happening. And it was second catch. He went down. And then, of course, I traded for Joe Burrow this week, thinking, here comes oh, the playoffs. This week. This week. I got to see him for one half on my team. So are you saying yeah. you guys aren't you guys aren't rushing to get Jake Browning on the waiver wire today? <laughs> Jake Browning Nagel. You should get 12 points when your quarterback throws a touchdown pass and breaks his hand. I mean, seriously. I agree. I don't know. I agree. 
Be the Russian get Terminator Logan Wilson from the Bengals because he's taking out everybody. He took out uh, Mark Andrews. He <laughs> mm-hmm. tried to take out Lamar Jackson. Took out OBJ at the end of the game. Brother, calm Man. down. <laughs> Billy, things have opened up here for the Dolphins. I'm serious. The Chiefs lose this weekend to the Eagles on Monday night. Things And the Dolphins have five easy games ahead of them. Things have opened up here for the Dolphins. Can we talk about something really quick? This is a private conversation Stugatz and I had off air a couple weeks ago, and it snuck up on me, and I didn't realize that date until I saw it was Monday night. <laughs> Stugat, do you know what I'm going to talk to you about, Stugat? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, yep. A couple weeks ago, Stugat <laughs> said, buddy, we're going to get in the Kelsey booth because I know his trainer, and we're going to get in for the game against his brother. Taylor Swift's going to be there. Invite's still open to us, Billy. It is not open to you. If the invite was open to you, you would be there in a no, second on Monday no, Night Football. No, only if you go. That's it. I, That's if, a lie. If I go, you I'm go. Not, I mean... Okay, but neither one of us is going because it's not a real invite. You're not invited into the booth for the for the Chiefs and Eagles game where Travis Kelsey's parents are meeting Taylor Swift's parents with Tw- Taylor Swift there. There's not a chance in uh, hell you're getting in that booth. Listen, Juju, I didn't say I was invited. I said I have a guy who will simply <laughs> open the door a crack and let us in. And that's all it takes in a suite, right? Yep, that's it. All you need is a sliver and let them in. I just need the door to be open. Otherwise, it's locked. Right. That's it. Just open it Make a track. Billy, you want to go? If you're there, I'll be there. How, how about that? Juju, you in? I'm in. I know somebody who can get you sideline passes. Yeah, I know someone who won't use them. <laughs> that's going to be a theme today. Yes. By the way, because we're not going to address it later today, so we might as well because it's a big story. Carissa Thompson, the Stu Gatz of Sideline Reporters. Oh, yes. Just oh, reporting nice. bullshit. I love her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Making nice. it awesome on the fly. <laughs> Saying that on Pardon My Take, that's that's an interesting choice. Uh, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> she, I'm not certain she can get away with it. I can't. Uh, but that's going to be interesting to see the reaction to that. Um, Lisa but, Salters put out a whole soliloquy about it. Everybody like, is, man. All the Sideline Reporters turned on her. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Well, listen, she has my support, and that's all that matters. Very good. <laughs> uh, Juju, what'd you make of Harbaugh? I guess he's, yeah, I'm guilty because suddenly he doesn't want to fight this. Suddenly he doesn't want to take every coach out. Yeah, okay, I'll sit for a couple of more games and I'll be there for the playoffs. Uh, what'd you make of that? Right. That just told me that it's a lot more on that hard drive that he does not want to discover. He's like, oh, yeah, y'all found Connor Stallions? Okay, that's cool. I'm so sorry. Because I think it's a lot layered than that. A lot more layered than that. (laughs) The crazy thing about that, Juju, is like, I always kind of thought like, okay, this three-game suspension is just the start. Then the investigation is going to find things, and then he's really going to get in trouble. And it's kind of like, no, we're good with three. Okay, case closed. Okay, perfect. All right, so we'll we'll be back for the playoffs. Like it's crazy how this story just ended. It's going to be interesting. I, I do wonder if that will have an impact on the Michigan Ohio State game. I did mm. just Jim not being there, uh, and that That's coach not really having that kind of experience coaching it. I know. Yeah, listen, I know he coached Penn State. Ohio State is not Penn State. This is a much bigger game, much tougher opponent, and so I do wonder if that is going to impact this game at all. Uh, Billy, real quickly here, before we break, do we have a uh, DraftKings fantasy game this week for our listeners? We do. Go to dkng.co slash levitard. Compete against all of us in weekly fantasy. 
A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975 and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Will, tell us uh, what you're doing with Old Spice, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be back partnering with Old Spice and Walmart. You know, in the School of Swagger, you know, for the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program, mentor program, uh, you know, they got 30,000, you know, um, kids on their list right now to get ready to graduate from high school. And I think it's a really special thing they have going on. I'm happy to be a part of it. Um, You know, mentorship means a lot. And I'm happy that, you know, they get an opportunity to do this. I think that's what makes Old Spice and Walmart very special, you know, doing this. So um, it's really fun. Uh, You know, you can go to oldspice.com, School of Swagger, to, you know, going to the mentorship and help out and stuff like that. So it's been fun. Did you have a mentor growing up? Why is mentorship important to you? Yeah, I had a mentor growing up. I would say like both my high school coaches, Coach Fred and Coach Rogers, were big mentors in my life. You know, um, it's easy to kind of go down the wrong path sometimes. Like when you're a young kid, hanging with the wrong crowd and hanging around people that may not have your best interests. And, you know, they helped me see that and they pulled me away from it. And, um, you know, helped me a lot. And I think, you know, that's one of the biggest things of being in the community, be able to give back and be able to be a voice and be able to help people in need. Well, I want to play for your coach. I mean, from the outside looking in, he seems like he seems like a guy I want to play for. He seems like a guy I want to run through the wall for. Uh, do you guys have the same sense? Most definitely. Like, I don't think there's no other coach in the NFL that I'd rather play for than Coach Ryan's. It looks like he could still play, actually. Does it not? I, I, I say every time I see him, I, I, I sometimes joke, and I was like, it looks like you got about one more play left for you. You always come back out here now. But the enthusiasm that he brings and right. the energy that he brings is like, it's like, oh, I want to get out there so bad. And I think that's what drives us so much. Like, when you have a head coach like that, man, it just gives you so much more energy to just go out there and want to play hard and be aggressive and be physical. A lot of people are saying, like, watch out for the Texans. Well, they're saying watch out over the next three, four, five years. And it seems like you guys and your head coach are like, nah, f- that we're ready right now we want to go win this thing right now is that true yeah most definitely i mean we have the players we have the coaches we have the staff i think it's just the organization organization at all like the Texans have a really great like people in the building we have great people in the building you know on all levels no matter what it is you know the organization has no choice but to be great and i think coach ryan does a really good job of making sure that everybody stays focused and everybody sees the bigger picture of everything and that right now is the time to go out there and do what we need to do. What's been the biggest transition for you, Will, uh, from you know from college coming to the pros here in your first year? What's been the biggest transition? Um, Probably just how fast the quarterbacks get the ball out. That's Crazy. been the biggest thing. Like, they yeah. get the ball out fast. So, like, everything, ha- everything has to happen right now. I think that's been the biggest thing. But other than that, like, the speed of the game, the intensity of the game, 
like being at Bama and then Coach Ryan does a really good job of having like high intensity in practice too. So when we get to the game, we can be prepared. So it's been great. What makes CJ so special? CJ's just living up to CJ's expectation, CJ standard, man. Like every day he he walks with God. I know he like he he's real big on his faith and everything like that. And I think that's why we all look up to him, man. Like he's a special dude, man. And uh, he loves the game of football. He loves his teammates. He loves the organization. And we have a guy like that, man. It just special things come from that. Uh, Mikey, you shook your head because he should be the MVP. I'm sorry. I know he like he's a rookie, but CJ Stroud should be the MVP, Mike. I, I, I don't disagree with you. He absolutely should be. And it seems like Will agrees with us. I, mean, I agree with you guys, too. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, Will, I'm wondering here, uh, how quickly uh, did you guys know? With CJ, with a guy like CJ, like when you're out there on the practice field during during training camp, do the guys know like instantaneously, okay, this guy's going to be great? How quickly did you know? I mean, I knew all along. I know from college, and okay. I, I spent some time with him this offseason. But then I've like I've got to see him play, but like I've never seen him practice before. And I think when you get to see him practice, yeah, he operates in practice. You know, then like, oh, yeah, he he's special. Like he takes his craft very seriously. Um, the things that he does in practice are the exact same things he do in the game. And then off the field, like he's always studying. Like he always is in the playbook, always watching film, everything like that. So. Man, when we see him throw the ball in practice, we was like, oh, we don't got no worries. Everybody just do their job and see if they're take that. care of the rest. I love that. Will Anderson is joining us here uh, with the Texans on behalf of Old Spice and Big Brothers, Big Sisters. We'll get to that again uh, at the end. Have you been to Saban's Lake House when you were at uh, Alabama? Did you go to the house? Yes, I went to the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about the house, Will. I have a quite a specific question for you that we've asked Jalen Hurts and others who went to Alabama. But first, tell me about that lake house. That house is huge, man. Like it's 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 crazy. And then the lake, like, yeah, he'll get some food for the fish and like he'll throw the thing, he'll throw like the fish food and like all the catfish will come swimming up to the dock. Right. And then like we'll get on the jet skis and everything like that. And like he drive and he drive that boat like it's a Ferrari. And it's so much fun. But like <laughs> Miss Terry and Miss Terry, she's a sweetheart, like always very welcoming, like whatever we need, like she always provides everything like that. So like I mean, it's just great hospitality, but it's fun. It's always a fun time. All right. Explain the boat, because we had Jalen Hurts on this show and he said that he went to the lake house and Saban took him out on the boat, but he put him out on one of those rafts and he tried to throw him off. Did he do the same to you? Yes. The first time he threw me off. Right. And then the second time he did it, throw me off. But I tell you, like, he be driving that thing like it's a Ferrari out there. Man. Like, he actually tries to, like, get you to fly off of there. Wait, what did you do the second time that you didn't do the first time? What happened there? You learned your lesson? Like... I, I closed my eyes and I just <laughs> held on tight. <laughs> He's crazy, Saban. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> By the way, how has he done this? Because this is probably the most remarkable thing Nick Saban has done on a Hall of Fame resume, okay? He has somehow convinced everyone that Alabama is this lovable little underdog. What is going on here? I mean, that's what everybody – That's I mean, well, I wouldn't say underdog, but everybody trying to say, oh, the dynasty's over. So, like, it seemed like everybody counting Alabama out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. oh, Alabama don't got it no more. Like, they, they lost their touch, and that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still got it. Right. But Saban thrives on that shit, right? When you doubt him, when you start doubting him? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. now he's like, oh, so – now you feel like we're not capable. Okay, well, I'm just going to show you that we still are capable. 
Right. How much money? I've asked guys this. How much money would I have to pay you to let Derrick Henry get a 50 yard head start? And then you just have to tackle him head on. Like, how much money would I have to pay you? <laughs> there ain't enough. What if it was 15 yards? Okay. <laughs> 15 yards. That's not too bad, but no. Yeah. No, 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 no one, Mikey, no one wants to tackle Derrick Henry unless they're getting paid to do so. Right? And even then, some people still don't want to uh, still don't want to tackle him. You would not be shocked, right? I know you're saying it. He's your teammate. I get it. I understand it. But you're not going to be shocked here if he wins both rookie of the year and MVP, right? I, I wouldn't be shocked at all, especially with what he what he's doing on the field right now. I wouldn't be shocked at all. All right. All right. Well, we uh, we enjoyed this a lot. Um, before we get you out of here and talk about Old Spice one more time, give me the guy that you look at and you're like, holy shit, how is he doing that? Is it Miles Guy at your position? Is it Miles Garrett? Who is that guy? It probably got to be Miles, man. We play a lot. Of- <laughs> we <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because we play a lot of the same teams they play. So, like, we always, like, get on the film and watch them. And, like, we be like, oh, we're going to do that move. And then Sheldon Rankin, he's like, oh, he said, oh, that's, that's Miles Garrett. Like, that's just Miles. Like, ain't nobody doing that. Like, you, you can't do that right there. That's just, that's just Miles Garrett. He's like a freak athlete, but man, like, special dude, great guy. And that's like a guy that, like, really like knows how to play the game of football the right way. When you use the old spice, do you go spray? Do you go roll on? What are you doing there? I'm going roll on, man. The, yeah. You know, I think it, it's, yeah, it stays. Yeah. yeah. I don't I even know met- spray. But how many back and forth do you go? I go like four. It's too much, you know? I probably go about two. All right. I, go... okay. <laughs> I like that. With the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the most swagger on your team? Bobby LT. Larry Tunsil. Tunsil. So I forgot about him. Uh, all right, man. One more time. Promote uh, what you're doing with Old Spice uh, on the way out here. Well, we appreciate the time, man. Yeah, like, we just partnered up with Old Spice and Walmart, you know, and, you know, the uh, the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program. They got 30,000, you know, um, high school kids getting ready to graduate, and we just want to be a part of the mentorship with helping them do so. And I think it's a really great thing to give back to the community and give back to these kids. They deserve it. I'm really happy to be uh, partnered with them in the School of Swagger. Um, like, again, you can go to oldspice.com, School of Swagger, and sign up and join the mentorship to help the kids out. You're a good man for doing it. We appreciate it. Go get it right now. Two years from now. Get it now, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. (laughs) All right, man. Stugatz here for my friends over at DraftKings. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boost, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you are new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. I love bonus bets. Who doesn't? The conference semifinals have some great matchups. You have the Knicks and Pacers in the East. You have the Nuggets and T-Wolves in the West. Oh, it is just getting good. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code LAF. That's code LAF for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I have some sad news for you. Are we rolling already, guys? Yeah? Wait a second. We better be. I already know the news. Uh, the sad news that uh, that Billy Gill. So, you know, how how, yeah. how are you aware of this news? Did Billy text you? No, I'm aware of this news because they have this thing on Zoom where, like, everybody shows up and that <laughs> asshole Billy ain't here right now. So, I knew you were about to go there. Yeah, he's doing a photo shoot. You want to rip him? I mean... A photo shoot for what? <laughs> like know. blindmagazine.com? What the hell? Who would want to do a photo shoot with him? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you can't see, here's a great picture of Billy. So you don't have to see him. Welcome. <laughs> but you love him, though. That's that's what I love about your relationship is you guys attack each other, but you love Billy Gill. I know you, Chris. You love Billy. I do love him. Yes. I, I love Billy Gill. No, I really do. Like, if Billy was... Billy would be my right-hand man if he was working for NBC Sports <laughs> or if I was working for you guys full-time. I right. mean, I know he's uh, that quirky, weird guy that does a great job of it at his job, knows a lot of stuff, has a good feel for this business altogether, yeah. and then will say dumb, stupid things that will keep me entertained all day long. <laughs> so he's perfect. He knows a little bit about a lot. That's what he does. That's like, what, yes. I hear you. Yes. You would be tired right. of him in three days, Sims. I, I promise you. <laughs> he was deep in a mile wide. <laughs> he would wear you out in three days, my man. <laughs> uh, BFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbuttoned Podcast as well, Football Night in America. Sunday night football pregame show halftime. Sims is all over it. Lots to get to this week, man. Holy shit. what's going on in the NFL? I mean, people are getting fired. Quarterbacks are getting hurt. Sims, let's start with uh, Deshaun Watson. Bad blow for the Cleveland Browns. Um, he's a hard guy to feel bad for for a number of different reasons off the field. The Browns fan base is a fan base that me and Mikey uh, can relate to because they've been just as bad as we have over the last 40 years. Uh, how big of a loss is this for the Browns, Chris? Uh, I mean, it's it's monumental. It, it is because I think, you know, what you saw last week, uh, one, the Browns are stacked, right? They're yes. loaded. Yep. They're, you, you break down their football team and you go, it's one of the best D lines in the game linebackers are like good uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa to me is an all pro candidate. Like he's that good. The other guys are good around him. The secondary is phenomenal. I would argue that when you put their three best corners on the field, Newsom, Emerson and, and, and Denzel Ward, it would rival three corners on any team in football, right? Offensive line. We know is damn good. They got a really awesome tight end and Joku. They got good receivers and good running backs. The only thing you felt like they were missing was can Deshaun Watson get out there, play, you know, enough to where he can get going and turn the corner and start becoming the superstar quarterback that we know he can become. And it's just every time we kind of feel like, oh, he's turning the corner, watch out, here comes Deshaun Watson, an injury has happened. Uh, they're a team that 
you know, I looked at and, and I did a podcast on their defense a little bit today earlier, just where you go, they're, they're a Super Bowl caliber team. You know, they had to me like shades of the 2015 Broncos. Yeah, offense is just okay, but defense is amazing and makes a few plays every game with either making points themselves or setting up the offense with a short field. And now, yeah, it's hard to – I could still see them making the playoffs. Sure. I don't think that that's out of the realm. But to go to the Super Bowl or do anything like that, I think that's that's out, that's not a possibility anymore. Should they make a move for another quarterback or – No, I would, I would go with what they got there. You know, DTR got an unfair first experience playing in the NFL. I mean, his first start was against the Baltimore Ravens. You guys know how highly I think of that defense. And that was a struggle. And that wasn't easy for your first start in the NFL. P.J. Walker – has got some talent, but like even back to Carolina last year, does not take care of the football. So I think there's a higher ceiling with DTR, and they probably looked at it like, wait, P.J. Walker's not necessarily trustworthy either, so let's go with the guy that we think can groom, you know, into what we want, and he can make a few plays here and there, and, you know, hopefully he can manage the game the right way. Uh, interesting. Uh, also interesting is what happened with Buffalo. They lose a game, too many men on the field. They would have won that game, and perhaps Ken Dorsey still has his job today. In fact, he would have his job today, which is laugh out loud funny, Chris. But what do you make of that entire situation? I, I mean, I was surprised that it happened like right now. You know, I, well, I Weird. was. I, yeah. I didn't think that was going to be in the Buffalo DNA to make that drastic of a change here just after week 10. I think the the pressure of the situation, the expectations, which I think are off by most of national media. I mean, you guys know me. I didn't pick Buffalo to win the playoffs. Yeah. I want to go like, well, what, what, what did they do to improve their team? They got, you know, a rookie guard and signed a free agent guard. That's not enough to improve your team to where I went, Ooh, that was the missing piece. Now they're, they're going to win the Super Bowl, right? They've had some injuries and then yeah, the offense is, you know, we know it's good. I know everybody looks at rankings and all of that, but it's not good. I mean, the offense is not good. You guys have been hearing me talk about the Buffalo Bills. It's one guy that does everything for the whole team. And if you break down even this year, you know, big moments, end of games, whatever, it's not the offense delivering. It's Josh Allen playing like his hair's on fire and making magic happen. That's what it is. And then when you add that, I think, to, you know, what is the offensive identity? What are they trying to accomplish? Things we've talked about, right? What are they trying to do in this game to set up the rest of the game? I don't ever see anything like that. It was just a Rolodex. Ooh, I like that play. Ooh, let me flip the Rolodex. Ooh, I like that one. Okay. That's not sustainable to be successful either. And then when you add on the Josh McDaniel, I mean, Josh Allen, excuse me, yep. is like, you know, going the wrong direction right now. I think just McDermott looked at it and said, I need to make a change now. We need to reassess how we're playing on that side of the ball. Here's what I don't like about it, because Sean McDermott really cost them the game. I mean, listen, the Bills had the lead. McDermott, you're the head coach. You cannot put too many men on the field for, a, you know, a game-winning field goal, or, you know, they're attempting a game-winning field goal that they ultimately miss, and he's using Dorsey as a scapegoat, and you're right. What everyone's going to look at now, Chris, is look how good Josh Allen was when Dayball was there, and look how look how much worse he got under Ken Dorsey, and that's unfair to Ken Dorsey. It, 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 is, it is unfair. They could have definitely supported him with more talent right you know and, and to your point too the defense for buffalo never comes through in big games for them either to save josh allen ever since that london jacksonville game and this continued 
on Monday night. If you go back and watch the game or watch the highlights, it's all about two things. Everybody just goes, let's not let him throw 50-yard bombs and let's not overpass rush him. Let's kind of just wait and wait till he breaks out because nobody's going to be open downfield as long as we stop digs and don't let him have the big pass play. And then the next thing that hurts you is just him getting out of the pocket and making magic happen. And if you could stop that, you stop their offense. And that's what we've kind of seen for the last six weeks. It's pretty apparent. And, and again, I think it all just came to a head there. McDermott, I hear you, right? That was your big mistakes. I get that. There's a lot of blame to go around in Buffalo. But I wouldn't look at it and go, oh, I think they should fire Sean McDermott or anything like that. I don't think we're at that point here. I mean, the Buffalo has been one of the best franchises in the game for the last four or five years. And that is because of Sean McDermott. Uh, and there's some other people you can blame to why they haven't got over the hump and got to a Super Bowl. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think I don't think Sean McDermott should be fired. I, I didn't think that Kenny Dorsey should be fired. The guy I think that should be fired is Gabe Davis. Well, it, well, yeah, I mean, Mikey, yeah, his do we hate him again? Do we hate him again? I don't. I mean, Sims, it was right in his f-ing hands. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, you know, again, I mean, I don't know. You've heard me say it a million times. He's the great number three. Right. You know, yeah. I hear people on TV talk about him sometimes like he's a 1B, and I'm going to go, you don't know what the <laughs> f- you're looking at. That's what I want to say. Like, you're crazy. He doesn't separate from anybody. It's few and far between. It's Again, it's it's people living in the past and making a, a an assessment off of one thing they saw on a Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs in a divisional playoff game where he wasn't covered for, like, four of the big catches. Nobody was in the screen, and they went, man, he's a superstar. And then when I went, no, Kansas City's defense messed up, and the guy throwing him lasers is the superstar. He's just catching it. Like, well, there are a lot of guys that can just catch it. So, yeah, they don't have enough difference makers on that side of the ball, let alone the offense has it. And with Dayball, it was the opposite. In big games against good defenses – when he was the offensive coordinator, they had lots of tricks, and yes. they were surgical with Josh Allen. And then they make a big play. They they didn't just feast on the poor; they feasted on the rich too. There. And then I think when you talk about Josh Allen has lost that line of reckless and aggressive, that's probably the other thing that scares them, and why they fired uh, Ken Dorsey as well, right? I mean, he's he's definitely gone that too far. I feel like Dorsey who was his quarterback coach was a little bit like, Hey, he's my buddy where Brian Dayball was like, Oh no, that's my general. Yes, sir. Oh, I can't throw that ball over there into double coverage or the general Dayball will cuss me out. Ken Dorsey's my coach. Ah, I'll try to fit that in. He won't yell at me that much when I come off the sideline, it won't be that bad. We're buddies. You know, I, I feel like a little bit of that element crept into the situation as well. Uh, you have the Vikings and Broncos Sunday night football this week. Russell Wilson's having a good season, man. Yes, I, it's only getting better. I mean, it really is. The last night, I mean, Monday night, it, it looked damn good. You could tell Sean Sean Payton's rewired the robot of Russell Wilson and has him thinking, you know, like Sean Payton wants him thinking, like an extension of himself, let alone, you know, two plays in the huddle, the command at the line of scrimmage, you know, the quick, decisive decisions, you know, the not holding the ball too long and attacking the line of scrimmage, the magical touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton. Like, yes, it's all on the up and up. And they figured out defense, too, a little bit here. 
simplified on that end. They're not making as many mistakes. They got some guys who can make some plays. I think it's a sneaky good game we got on Sunday night. Agreed. Yeah. You, know, you couple that with the Dobbs story on offense with Kevin O'Connell and Brian Flores and what he's done with that defense. There's a lot of little good matchups within the matchup in this one. The Dobbs story is great. He has more touchdown passes in one and a half games with the Vikings than Zach Wilson has the entire year with the Jets. That made me laugh and <laughs> made you laugh, Mike. It made Mike sad. He's crying. It would have made Billy laugh, but he's not here. He's getting a photo shoot done. Uh, but the Dobbs story is great. You love their coach, Chris. Like, I follow you enough on social media. I know you well enough. You love Kevin O'Connell, don't you? I, I think he's one of the best play callers, offensive game plan designers in the game. I do. You know, it's it's not, you know, all these tricks and sexiness, maybe like Shanahan or McDaniel down in Miami, but still every bit is effective. They never run a bad play into a look where I go, why would you even waste your time running that play against that defense? That'll never work. It's always the right thing. There's always a few creative wrinkles to tie plays together, right? Like I talk about such a big part of being a great play caller. Hey, here's this. Hey, here's this. Oh, hey, here's this. It looks like this, but it's that. And now you're screwed over. There's a 30-yard completion. He's brilliant at all that stuff. Uh, And Dobbs has done a great job of digesting it. It's an unbelievable story. It really is. Uh, You guys have, uh, it is a sneaky good game on Sunday night. Monday night is the game of the weekend, though. Maybe the game of the year. Eagles and Chiefs, what are your thoughts? It's, um... An Eagles offense that's you're excited, Sims. You have a smile on your face, like you're looking forward to watching that thing, man. How could you not? I I know, I know. There's so many cool (laughs) matchups here. Yes, you know, one the personal nature of the Super Bowl last year is going to add to it. You know, Monday Night Football. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid's two teams that he's coached. Yep. It's you know. It's uh, an Eagles offense that we know is damn good, but I would say isn't as awesome as it was last year. And the Chiefs defense is better than it was last year. Uh, They're creative. They take chances. You know, those chances could lead to A.J. Brown saying, see you later, I'm going for an 80-yard touchdown. (laughs) And then, you know, the Chiefs, they can protect the passer. And so I don't think the Eagles' pass rush can take over the game here. It's just can – the Chiefs' offense, you know, a little bit like we talk about, can they deliver enough open receivers and surgicality in it to pick apart this Eagles defense as the game goes on? That, to me, will be the big thing there. Where do the big plays from the Chiefs' offense come around, and can they go on sustained eight- and ten-play drives against this really awesome Eagles defense? That's going to be the interesting thing uh, I'll be excited to see. Chris, real quick, just to go back to Josh Allen for a second. I, like I maintain, yeah. I maintain that just about every team, with the exception of four or five, would trade their quarterback today for Josh Allen. And so I want to test this on you. In a hypothetical world, if the Dolphins called the Bills today, okay, or the Bills called the Dolphins and said, hey, we'll give you Josh Allen, you give us Tua, what would the Dolphins say? They would say yes. Right. They would, right? I mean. I mean, you, you said it right, Stugatz. I mean, unless you have Burrow or Mahomes or... It's or, interesting, right? How about Lamar? How about Baltimore? <laughs> yeah, maybe they wouldn't do it, you know, because they they oh, we're good with the formula, <laughs> we're going, but it's like a select few. Right. I mean, we're, we're getting down to the, the very end there. He is, 
one of the most talented quarterbacks in the history of the sport. <laughs> right. He's shown the ability to toe the line of reckless and aggressive. For a while, he threw, it was like the best red zone quarterback in football with like no interceptions and absurd touchdowns. It's gone off the rails a little bit, but a little of that is on him. And then, of course, the fact that there's no offense and, you know, no run game and there's no weapons. It, I think, has led him to try to do too much at times. And then the other thing is he's been an unbelievable runner. I mean, it's like 170-something touchdowns when you combine his touch, you know, take away his rookie year, and then the interceptions is like 48, right? So it's the stats are insane. And this is where I don't like the whole conversation. People are cherry-picking to make their point to talk negatively about Josh Allen. Since 2018 to now, first off, 2018 was his rookie year. Well, when do we ever count anybody's rookie year as part of what they are now? Right. So that's a bullshit kind of thing. Peyton Manning, I wouldn't even Peyton count Manning was se- awful his rookie year, but go ahead. I'm right, sorry. Yes. right, yes. right. I wouldn't even count that. I wouldn't even count a second year where he went 20, 20 and 9 Love it. as far as touchdown interception, and they went to the playoffs. You take from 2020 to now, you know, and I know this year's not good, but 2020, 2021, and 2022 – I, it's phenomenal. It's out of this world. He played better than Mahomes in 2020 and in 2021. You know, Mahomes would probably tell you that. Uh, so that's where people are crazy here. And then I know people put up the stats of his interceptions, right? And they go, and this is the other thing that they put up where it ranks in the league. Oh, it's 25th in the NFL with interceptions. It's not good. And I want to go, you know, you got to pump the brakes and show some context there. You know, like, like last year, you know, I know he threw, let's see, 14 interceptions. Mahomes threw 12. Right. Okay. Joe Burrow <laughs> threw 12. It wasn't like it was all the good quarterbacks had interceptions, interceptions in that area. Okay. All right. 2021. Let's go to that year. I know this is getting long, but we're going to deal with it now that you brought it up. Sorry. He threw 15 interceptions, right. which was towards the bottom of football. Okay. Joe Burrow threw 14. He was God that year and went to Super Bowl. All right. Tom Brady that year threw 12, two less than him. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's people are. Mahomes threw 13, one less than him. So people are crazy. So they're, they're cherry picking. This is not 20, <laughs> 2008 anymore, where it's all about efficiency and not turning the ball. The game has changed. It's about making plays. And, you know, even in even in those years, Brady was aggressive with decisions. So it, that's where I think it's not fair to Josh Allen. People are are cherry picking little stats to, to make their point of talking negatively against them. Uh, just quick. Yes or no. The Eagles. OK, they get a call from Buffalo and they say Buffalo says, hey, we'll send you Josh Allen. Yes. Jalen Hurts is great. And we know that and all that, too. And, right. You know, people. But like. Josh Allen and Mahomes would score on the tush push too. I agree. Right? Yes. yes. Josh Allen and Mahomes can run every bit as good as Jalen Hurts, except <laughs> they don't ask him to do it because he th- they throw the ball that good that they're like, whatever. But either way, Jalen Hurts is awesome. Thanks for getting me in trouble with the Philly fan base. Either no, way. But yeah, Josh Allen is is like as special as special gets. PFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America, Sunday Night Football, pregame, halftime post. Sims is all over it. We love you, buddy. Any words for Billy on the way out? 
Uh, Billy, I'm disappointed. You know, again, just lack of professionalism by <laughs> Billy. It's just, it's, I mean, we have a time carved out. Yeah. And there he is. Yeah. What I mean, what is he, GQ Man of the Year? What the hell is he Sometimes doing? Sometimes he's doing man? a photo shoot. Sometimes he calls in. He's drunk in a parking lot at a Marlins game. You're right, Chris. Right. I mean, what kind of guy are we dealing with here? Just, I'm just, I'm disappointed in him. It is time for this week's edition of Steve Gatz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football, week 12, 5 and 6 a week ago, 61, 54, and 5 on the season. I'm picking way too many games, and I got a lot of games this weekend. Billy told me to be quick, get right to him, so here we go. Memphis plus 8, take it on SMU. SMU wins the game. Memphis covers. I'm taking Memphis here. SMU by a field goal. Memphis getting eight points. I'm taking the Tigers. Northwestern at home. Take it on Purdue. Northwestern is plus three. Buy it up to three and a half. Northwestern wins the game. They cover the spread. Northwestern by a field goal. Oregon minus 23 and a half. They're at Arizona State. Oregon by 35 points on the road. Arizona, there is something going on in Tucson. There is something going on in the desert, and it continues this weekend. Arizona wins, and they cover Arizona by a touchdown at home. Georgia, minus 10 and a half. They're at Tennessee, one of the big games this weekend. Buy it down to minus 10. Georgia by 17 points on the road. Iowa, minus three. Take it on Illinois. Buy it down to two and a half. Why? Because Iowa wins and they cover. They win by a field goal. North Carolina, plus seven at Clemson. I'm taking Carolina here. Buy it up to seven and a half. Carolina wins the game outright. They win by three points. USC, take it on UCLA. Buy it down to six and a half. It is minus seven right now. It might be Chip Kelly's final game as head coach at UCLA. USC wins and they cover USC by 13 points at home over the Bruins. Air Force, UNLV, big game. Air Force, sneaky good. They are minus three at home. Buy it down to two and a half. Air Force wins and covers Air Force by 10 points at home. Texas Tech, minus two and a half. Take it on UCF. Texas Tech wins and they cover Tech by six points over UCF. Kansas, plus eight. Take it on Kansas State at home. Kansas State wins the game. Kansas covers. I'm taking the Jayhawks here. Kansas State by three points on the road against Kansas. Washington, plus two and a half at Oregon State. I want you to buy it up to three points here. Washington, they win the game outright. They're plus three. They win the game outright. Washington by a touchdown at Oregon State. And finally, Texas, minus seven at Iowa State. I'm taking the Longhorns. Texas wins, and they cover the spread. They win by 14 points on the road. NFL, week 11, 7-3 a week ago, 40-35 and 35 on the season. How about that? We did it. We came back. Chargers, minus three at Green Bay. I want you to buy it down to two and a half. The Chargers win at Lambeau. They win by a touchdown. I'm taking the Chargers. Dolphins at home, minus 13 and a half. Take it on the Raiders. Buy it down to 13. Dolphins win, and they cover. 
The Commanders, minus nine, take it on the Giants. I like the Commanders. I don't like the Giants. This is more a pick against the Giants than it is for the Commanders. The Commanders, minus nine right now at home, take it on the Giants. I'm taking Washington to win and cover. They win by 14 points. The Dallas Cowboys, minus 10 and a half at Carolina. I want you to buy it down to minus 10. The Cowboys win and they cover. They win by 14 points on the road. The Jaguars, minus six and a half, take it on the Titans. I'm going to take the Jags here. Eventually, they're going to blow someone out at home. Hopefully, it's the Titans this week. Buy it down to minus six. Jags win, and they cover the Jags by 10 points at home. Texans, C.J. Stroud, MVP, Rookie of the Year, D'Amico Ryans, Coach of the Year. Texans, they got it going on. Minus five, take it on Arizona. Kyler Murray looked good. C.J. Stroud, he looks better. I'm taking the Texans by eight points at home over Arizona. The Bucks plus 12 at San Francisco. Baker Mayfield, sneaky good season. Bucks, tough team. Every game seems to be close. This one will be too. San Francisco is minus 12. I'm taking the Bucks here. The Niners win the game. They win by four points at home. I'm taking the Bucks plus 12. The Bills, minus seven against the Jets. Buy it down to six and a half. I'm betting against my Jets. The Bills, minus six and a half. They win. They cover the Bills by 14 points at home. And finally, big game of the weekend. Eagles at at Kansas City, Eagles plus three. I want you to buy it up to plus three and a half. I have Casey winning the game by a point at home over the Eagles, but I'm taking the Eagles to cover. Those are the picks, everyone. Good luck. Apologies in uh, in advance for all the construction going on uh, around my house. I'm sure Billy can hear it and it's driving him crazy. It happens. <laughs> you hear it, Mike? No. Dogs but... barking. It's drilling all of it. Huh. Here's the other thing. I got no air conditioning. I mean, it's two days now. I got a mm. fan blowing right in my face. Oof. It's probably affecting you and your mental more than us. So don't worry about yeah, us. I, I actually don't even hear it. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I like how you are complaining to Austin, who gets beat every day professionally. <laughs> how hard well, your life there, is Austin. because terrible. Yeah, Billy, the AC's not you. working for you. <laughs> And there's right, a dog barking. You're, you're right, Billy. Um, I'm bad with distractions, right, Austin? I'm I'm pretty bad, right? I'm weak. We all are to a point, you know. We all have our little distractions. <laughs> right. I know, we gotta try to minimize doing... them. Yeah, but Billy's point is, you're getting hit. You guys got, you know, you have guys colliding around you all the time, and I got a couple of hammers, a drill, no AC, and a dog barking. And I'm complaining, you know? Look, it's all subjective. We are humans. It's what we do naturally, right? We want our situations to be better. And so, therefore, we complain and, uh, you know, voice what's on our mind. It's it's a good thing. It's it's healthy. <laughs> it's healthy because, hey, you're getting it off your chest, you know? Tell right. us how you really feel. You know? Right. Well, thank you. I feel yeah, better yeah. about myself. There you I, go, yeah. I want but, you to sit me down on the couch. You should interview me every week. Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Well, I actually uh, have something I want to talk about you guys uh, to you guys. Um, a little project that I'm, I'm wanting to work on. Um, okay. And I'm just curious. Um, maybe it's if we want to jump into football stuff, um, we can do that. But if we want to jump into this little project on the on air, off air, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, I'd like to hear about the project. We could jump into football in a couple of minutes. I want to hear about your yeah. Project, so man. it's it's just something that I've been thinking about. It's like, man, it'd be really cool to have um, some type of place where like the off the field stuff for athletes was really highlighted. Um, Cause I feel like there's a ton of stuff on the field, um, but like stuff like with my foundation, with Raheem's podcast and, you know, every other, you know, athlete that has 
whatever they have going on, right? A place where there's like a highlight of that. Um, whether it's like a website, whether it's like a content, like a little studio built around that. Um, and it's kind of like a news type of channel to thing. So that was kind of an idea I've been playing around with hmm. uh, lately. All right. So, uh, boys, how do we feel about the idea? Billy's the idea man around here. Mikey, I think Billy. Billy. I'm not. Uh, Billy, how do we feel about this idea? I like this idea, but I feel like if I'm the idea man and you're coming up with the ideas, then I don't have a place here. Uh, well, I still can get feedback about oh, okay. the idea. Okay. Because I, mean, me... I feel I'm the backup idea man, apparently. <laughs> I'm dealing with a drill right now. I mean, the guy's drilling right in my ear. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just to provide a little bit more context, um, like we have a lot of stuff going on on the field, but there's cool things that are happening that um, people might be interested in that really doesn't get a lot of exposure because it's not the excitement of the game, but it's still us as, you know, these influential people that people look up to because we have that coolness factor of the NFL that we're still doing things to help better our communities around us. And it's like, man, it'd be really cool to have more. It doesn't need to be like all the time, but just a little bit more awareness built around those types of things where I know like a Raheem Mozart has a podcast, you know, like the big ones like Travis Kelsey and his brother, they have their podcast or even the foundations that are out there. Like I'm renovating gyms across the California right now and hopefully the nation in the future, but other efforts that are going on out there as well from from guys. So. So sharing the positive stuff that you don't see on the field, stuff you guys are doing off the field, telling your stories, basically. Well, not just the stories, but really the how our guys are trying to help the communities around them um, yes. to some capacity. You know, the thing that I find interesting about that, Austin, and I wonder how you feel because you're very much in it, is I feel like a lot of times fans don't actually view players as people. You know what I mean? Like you are just fantasy players for them. You're just members of their favorite team. But, and I don't want to sound cold, you're largely disposable because when you move on to another team, there will be another running back. When you, you know, the season ends, there's a new draft and there's going to be another first round pick. So it has to be interesting being you where a lot of your interactions are just that. They're just transactional. And it's just like, what can you do for me in this way to make me happier to help my imaginary team? And no one actually thinks about you, Austin Eckler, as a human being. Right. And I think... You know, for better or for worse, the NFL has done a really good job of that. Um, and it's it's what's turned over the league so much and what keeps it the new exciting. It's always exciting, right? Because there's always this new factor of, oh, who's going to be on my team this year? Who are the new rookies? Who's the new trades and all these things? You know, it's that that's great because it has helped us expand and it keeps the the season fresh every year. Like every year we're looking forward to the draft. We're looking forward to the you know first game and there's all this expectation and anticipation and, you know, like, oh, here we go. My team, this is the year. Um, and so I think they've done a good job with that. But then, yeah, we lose sight of like, hey, these guys right are actually making an impact, too, in their communities. And the people that do see are the people that are fans of like myself, right. And my following, like they see it, but it's like, man, maybe there's people out there that are also interested in being a part of the projects that I'm doing. They just don't know about it because there's not as much coverage. There's no one reaching out to Austin Eckler right now saying, Hey man, we love what you're doing with your foundation. We want to put it out there um, and just do like segments on it and help bring pre- people to it. You know, you guys help me out. You, you guys give me the platform. Hey, what, is there anything what you want to talk about? But what if it was just that, what if it was just, Hey, this is what's going on in the foundation world of the NFL. Here's what's going on in the podcast world the nfl raheem had this person on here's the highlight that we want to hear something you didn't know about this person um and it was just like boom 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 because people are still interested in these people but now trying to share communities right share the austin eckler community that is are interested in my stuff share the you know raheem Mozart of the world share the patrick mahomes share it's, it's combined and create this new type of content world of 
yeah, the the personal side of uh, not necessarily personal, but really the the I guess the the community building side of some of our guys because it's not everyone that does it, but there's enough that we could definitely help out and build more exposure around it. We're behind any of your projects, man. You know that. <laughs> well, I don't, okay, I don't need that. I need, I need genuine. Yeah, yeah. You make it. Well, I mean, we'll get. Uh, I, I think like... you got good feedback from from Billy and Mikey. I'm just telling yeah. you, I'm behind anything that Austin Eckler does. That's it. I, I will it. get behind it. Okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate right. it, man. Right. Does that bother you? The the relate because you're one of the athletes that kind of you go out of your way to try to interact with fans. Uh, what Billy said earlier, what he asked you earlier about how fans kind of view athletes. Does that bother you at all? No. Because I think that's what the landscape of the NFL has been set up to do, where it's like, hey, it's the hot, it's the now, like, look at them now, here's now, now, now. Um, And it's what's kept this game so relevant is because you're always excited and you don't get like, ah, drawn out. And I feel like it keeps the fans coming back, right? Because people get so bought into the logos. People are fans of the logos. Their team might suck. But they still love the the Broncos. They still love the the Chargers. They still love the the Chiefs, right? They, it doesn't matter who's on the damn team. They love the logo, you know. Um, and so it's it's been good for longevity. But then there's also, like I said, the missing piece because there are fans of the players, and especially now because of the fantasy things like that. There's even more of an opportunity for people to know who these people are as individuals. So it doesn't mean they're going to be interested in them because of this stuff they do off the field, but there's an opportunity now to really bridge that gap because people are looking into Austin Eckler as a person because they have him on his fantasy team. So they follow him on Instagram now. So it's, um, it doesn't bother me, but I think it actually opens up a window um, right. when we're talking about the individual side. Uh, how do you feel about a guy? Uh, I'm not going to name names. I will in a minute. Uh, that was left a field pass. He was left a field pass at a game. Austin, if you left a field pass for a friend or a fan and you found out after the game, they did not use said field pass. How would you feel about that? <laughs> I, I would be pretty disappointed because um, right. I, I went yeah. out of my way to get you that. And it's not like like those those are not unlimited like those there's we have slots and so actually i've gotten two field passes this year and it was for my fiance and my my cousin and they were boom they were there i went over there saw them on the sideline said what's up to them um and they got that experience and then it was like i had to go talk to my 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 people hey how many passes do we get how many can i get they're like hey we have a limited number so yeah i would be pretty disappointed because it's a special moment all right, Mikey A, explain yourself. Vegas got into Mikey A. He was left to field pass. Oh, he did that. He used the field pass from Mike Bolick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, Mike Bolick went out of his way. Vegas happened to me, Austin. Vegas <laughs> Vegas hit me hard. Okay. And uh, I, I, had, uh, I had trouble getting to the game in time to use the pregame field pass. Mm. Yeah, Vegas, that's, you got to walk across traffic. the bridge. Maybe it was traffic to blame. They're they're like building the F one race out there. There's the bridge you have to walk over. I don't, you know, you I don't know. think it was traffic related, Austin. If I'm going to uh, be honest uh, with you. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, listen, it was a steep bridge. Let's let's have an honest conversation here, Austin. If you'd like to be honest with us here, because I'm wondering, Mikey, you're not small. Like, how much does it take for you Mikey noticed. to get to a point that he cannot make it to a sideline before a game? Yeah, it takes a lot. And it was a lot. Mm. And um, <laughs> it was, it was, you know what it really was, Billy? It was poor timing. Of ah, yes. That's what it, I did not know Golik had came through until a certain time. And by right. then we were way too far down, down a road. 
that it wasn't going to turn hmm. in, in in pregame favor. Hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, hey, you, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. Austin, that's <laughs> well, all I can do. Well, Austin, I, I hope you learned your lesson, okay? Because <laughs> when we ask for field passes, you know only leave two, okay, mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, and yeah, there we right. go. There we go. <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, by the way, when you're playing in that game, the NFL is cruel from this standpoint, Austin, and I know you know this. You guys are like plus 24 and you're four and five. The Steelers are minus 26 and they're six and three. Like the NFL is cruel, man. Crazy. Crazy, yeah. man. That's that's what this this is uh this madness is about. And it, it just makes makes the NFL so exciting because you have crazy stuff that happens every week. Like, look, let's let's go look at the Monday night game that happened, right? Like, yeah, yes. The Bills win. Wait, they don't because they lined up with too many people on the field. So they actually don't win. Now they actually lost. Right. Just like that. Like, so there's so many just strange things that can happen and amazing things that can happen and sad and amazing. And so, yeah, it's all the emotions into one, you know. So, man, this NFL thing, it's it's definitely a blessing to be a part of because it's it's brought some amazing experiences into my life for sure. And I know others as well. You guys had the game of the weekend last weekend. Uh, you lost uh, it, and you know yeah, we, we felt bad for you. I know it's tough. Yeah, we lost. Uh, but when you're in one of those games, you're playing the Lions. It's going back and forth. You guys came back at the end. Like, do you know? Like, are you thinking to yourself, "Wow, I'm sitting in the mid. Like, this is a good game right here." Like, you know it, right? <laughs> well, to me, it's not going so good. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. It was. It was. There were ebbs and flows, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like our offense was rolling for sure, but I'm like, come on, defense. Like, let's get a stop. You know, special teams. Let's make a play. Um, you know, offense. We got to make sure that you know we're being efficient. Cannot in this game like this. It's going to be a track meet. We can't afford to punt. We got to make sure we score every single time we get the ball. Um, and it was just. It goes back to what Coach Brandon Staley always says is like each game has a life of its own. And the life of that game was, hey, this is going to be a high scoring game. Whoever has the ball less probably going to end up winning the game. And unfortunately, they were able to convert, you know, on the fourth down and get the field goal. Um, but no, I'm not sitting there thinking like, man, this is a crazy game. This is like, I'm just like, <laughs> we got to go. We got to score off it. We got to score points. You You're not like a fan on the sideline no. like, like or at home where you're saying like, come on, someone stop golf. I don't. Well, yeah, I'm saying that, but not because like I'm a fan. Because I'm like, we gotta freaking win. We gotta beat these guys. You know, I'm so locked in on my assignment, locked in on the situation. I'm not like in the the emotions of it. Like when I was back home with my ankle, now I'm feeling the emotions. And so back on the field, the emotions are all to the side, and it's really like I said, laser focused on what the situation is, what's the assignment, what do we gotta get done. You like the Bears game or the Jets game where it's pretty clear, like we have this a little bit under control. You don't like the back and forth. Well, yeah, as a competitor, you always want to go out there and dominate. Yeah. Um, but it go it's on both sides of the ball, right? Like that's not just our team that wants to do that and no one else does. Like everyone wants to go out there and dominate. And so that's that's what makes competition great is is the competition of it, is is the back and forth. And so you're gonna get games like that. And so even though it's not ideal, it's still exciting, it's still fun as a player um to go through that um in hindsight, not in it, especially when you lose, it's not fun. Um, but just, I know looking back at my career, watching games like that are going to be, you know, the memories that I'm like, man, those are some good times. Austin, did you know that the chargers over the last 10 years have played 101 score games? Like, <laughs> is that, is that number one or I don't know. Well, it's number one by a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> seems. Yeah. The seems. Yeah. You've been a part of most of them, man. It's crazy. Oof. Oof, maybe maybe it's me then. Maybe I gotta play better. That's no, what it it's, is. it's that's what it is. That's no, it's what it not is. you. It has nothing to do with you. It's just no. It's no one to live. Like, I have an easy one once in a while, man. Uh, more touchdowns. <laughs> that's what I need. 
Uh, you go to uh, Lambeau Field this week. You're playing Green Bay. Uh, is does that excite you still? Like you, you played in every stadium. I would assume I have not played in Lambeau yet. So. Oh, so is this so? Is this exciting to you playing? At yeah, Lambeau? yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to being out there. Um, you know, I've heard nothing but great things, and really, man, I just love these teams that have like this huge, like committed fan base to them. And it just brings such great energy. Even if they're booing me, that's my favorite noise, actually getting booed coming out of the tunnel, but just seeing like the camaraderie of what this game does for people and brings people together, man, it's, it's so special. Um, Cause for me, when I'm on the field, it's just really just energy. Um, and for us, I mean, we go silent count everywhere. Like we have to go silent count in our own stadium. And so it, like, we're just used to it. We, we, we could talk to each other the whole week through signals at this point. Um, so it's it's something that I'm yeah definitely looking forward to going and, and getting that experience in. I'm, I'd be you, interested to see what teams actually haven't played in because I mean seven years been playing a lot of them, but right has, can't be too many that I haven't played yet. What's the stadium you like the least? Is there like stadium I like the least? Yes, wow. whether it's the turf, whether it's the fans, whether it's the weather, whether it's Philadelphia. I don't know. <laughs> <Your> point, <laughs> that, that. This is a trap, Austin. Be very careful here. No, I didn't say city. I just said stadium, and it could be because of the turf or something. I, yeah. Um, I remember like playing. We played in the Bills Stadium a couple times, and I did not like their. They had the, they had um they had this turf. It was older turf. I think they replaced it by now, but it was a few years back. And it, yeah, it was the Bear Stadium too. They like it was like my second year. Their grass. It was the end of the year too, and you know how grass is. Oh, especially yeah. the end of the year, it was it was not great at all. It's like painted because it's like probably brown, and there's sand everywhere. Um, and just watching the film from the Bears Stadium, they have like these weird camera angles, and it's just it's just like come on, Bear. like we got to get better than this. Everyone's got these nice up camera angles. They're just like low from the side. I'm like, what the heck is even this when you're watching film? But um, I digress. Next week, I want to talk about the nastiest thing said to you as you're walking out of the tunnel. Okay. <laughs> so think mm. about that for a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your top three. I want a silver, a gold, silver, and bronze next week. Not now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you can think about it and we'll figure Sounds out. Sounds like places. an assignment for Packer fans. It is. It's a homework assignment. And, you, and listen, he <laughs> gave us like, one, I could top that. Okay? <laughs> we have to give him feedback. I, I need to give him feedback next week on his new project. And so I'm giving him one, okay? Your top three, oh, no. top three worst things ever said to you as you're walking out of a tunnel. But you love the game enough. You respect the history of the game enough where you'll have, you'll take a moment to take in Lambeau Field and be like, holy, shit, I'm playing football here. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, t- I take that moment pretty much every week because, man, really after, I think the really a special moment on the field is right after National Anthem. And everyone's like together, right? There's no teams or sides. Like everyone's like participating, listening to the national anthem. And right after that moment, man, like it makes you emotional, like tears in your eyes, man. It's like, it's a really special moment. And during that moment, it's kind of when I look around and like, just, just take it all in. It's like, man, this is such an amazing life that I've been, you know, blessed to have this journey that I'm going down. Um, and yeah, it's truly amazing. So, cool. so that'll uh, play out every single week. You give me goosebumps, man. Uh, listen, the bad news is you lost. The good news yeah, is everyone lost. in the AFC has the same record. I mean, so you're still in the mix, okay? Yeah. Well, I, look, football in the AFC is is crazy. It's crazy right now. So. It's nuts. I've never seen this many teams in the mix this late in the season. It's like every team but two in the AFC. And one of them is the Patriots. What the hell's happening? Right, right. <laughs> nuts. Ooh. All right, man, we appreciate you, and uh, and we'll talk to you next week. And uh, you have your homework assignment because you're awesome. not busy enough. <laughs> 
ahead. I'll give you I'll give you real field uh, feedback on your on your idea. Go ahead, Billy. Quickly. I gave myself a homework assignment. I'm going through Austin's game logs and seeing what state of me hasn't played in to let him know. <laughs> okay, Thinking so we'll have that bit. next week yeah. too. We we Perfect. all have our homework assignments for next Perfect. week. Okay. Perfect. Sounds good. I'm all right. Down. Good luck at Lambo, man. Enjoy right. it, and uh, I'll give you that feedback next week. Sounds good. Appreciate you, boys. Tony, I have a quick question for you. I am wondering how you would react if you left a sideline pass for a friend, someone who works hard for you, left them a sideline pass, and then found out during the game, after the game, that person who begged for it, who asked for weeks for that sideline pass, ended up not using said sideline pass. How would you react? It'd be the last time they ever got anything from me. (laughs) Fair. I'll give you something worse. and I'm not going to use names here, but I was doing... I think it was for it was for Westwood One. It wasn't the Jags. It was a Westwood One game years ago. It was Jets Packers and a friend of mine, very w- wealthy friend, um, said, "Hey, one of my best friends is a, a Packer fan. We're coming up to the game. Can you give us pregame sideline passes? You know, and whatever." I said, "Sure." So, not only were they late and didn't make it get the sideline passes, but somehow they got a maybe I let. But left him a press pass to come say hello or anything. Long story short, they show up right at the game, come up into the press box where, you know, we, we're working, and they are hammered. Oh. I mean, just blitzed. Wow. And they think, like, this is just one big party. And I'm going, oh. whoa, time out. Get the hell. And it was the last time, still friends, still, we're still friends. Last time I've ever given them anything to any NFL game. <laughs> All right. Well, I asked that, that, Tony, because 10 years ago, uh, now you you don't seem bitter at all. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. You should be. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be. Uh, Mike Golick left a sideline pass for Mikey A and for the Raiders uh, uh, for the Vegas uh, Jets game. And Mikey A did not use said sideline pass. Uh, Golick, did that make you mad? Because you don't get mad often, Mike. No, no. There are situations. Tony's situation would have got me mad. Right. Uh, I know Mikey A. He's obviously a good dude, and he and he works in this business. Right. And he's it was drunk. easy to get him a pass. Right. If it That's was true. if it was a lot of hoops hoops to jump through, and okay. he no showed, I'd have said, "Eh." He was there with his two brothers and cousin. If I got four, that yes. would have been a lot more work, and they didn't show. That would have been, and I never would have done it again. But I, I didn't care because it was easy for Howie to get. It's just one person. He gets one for my son a lot yeah. as well. And so that part of it, I don't mind. Now, Mikey A said he was sick. I have no idea if he was or not, or if that was just lying. a lie He's to tell lying. me, lying. which I figured. Right. There are different kinds of sick. Oh, uh, you're hungover. Mike, yeah. ba- no, no, no. Basically, Mike, the second half of what Tony said is what I avoided by not showing up on time. <laughs> he got too hammered on the front end, Mike. Uh, so you, yeah. you should you know be what? you should so, be thanking him, Mike. You I should be saying thank that. you. I so you know that. what the worst part is? Mike yeah. is taking it's being so kind to me. I kind of wish he'd just give it to me so I could feel nah. now I feel worse. He's not no, gonna you know what? I, 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 I'm actually proud of you that you recognize because again, you are in this business and realize I shouldn't go down on the sideline with a sideline pass that says Westwood oh. one on it. Oh. You know, because now, that I just actually, wouldn't be a good look. I, I actually respect that because like in my situation, like it wasn't I wasn't mad he didn't pick up the sideline pass. No big deal. My problem was he snuck from the box somehow, past security into the press box, hammered. Oh, by the way, awful! Bringing beer, he had a beer. They had beers in their hands, walking into the press box, and I'm like, oh. "What are you doing?" 
Tony, I'm a, I, listen, I've apologized like seven times. Since I did it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, Tony, I'm with you. That is crossing a monster line there for sure. Be great if they had Baselli jerseys on, Mike. <laughs> well, and plus, how he asked me, how he was like, hey, did your buddy make it down on the field? And I had already gotten that. He said he was sick. I knew he wasn't right. going to make it down. And I had to do an interview with Eric Allen, who does pregame for the Raiders. So that got me down on the field later than I normally am. So I just said to Howie, well, I got down on the field because you wanted me to do that interview. So he may have been down there after I was down there. And Howie's like, oh, okay. You know, so no, it's no, not that, no like, big deal. To, my, uh, to Gold's point, it's getting one press pass, not the interview. Yeah. That's no, not, right. no. But Mike, you were talking to Aaron Rodgers, right? Like you were hanging out. With I was him. talking to Aaron Rodgers and I did get breaking mm. news out of talking to Aaron Rodgers. What's uh, that? Uh, <clears throat> the breaking news is... Yeah that he fully expects to golf in the Lake Tahoe event in July. Okay, good. Right. So, he plans I, on playing football more, next month. That's I know. a lot of fun nights, Mike. So, I mean. so basically, <laughs> listen, me and the whole trying to dig for news and stuff, I went up right. to him and I said, how you doing, dude? He said, you know, just rehabbing every day. I said, okay, enough football talk. That was it. I, I, I don't I don't really get into that doing that. You know, that's what I said. Are you going to play in Tahoe? He's like, oh, yeah, I am not missing that event. So that that's my great news for I you. I want to know what the hell he's taking because I need to get Listen, all this stuff's getting better. You see now this tightrope oh, yeah. on the high ankle sprains where Brock Bowers, the kid from Georgia, came back early. But this would all this makes me wonder though, was you know, we tore his Achilles, but did he tear it fully or did he tear it partially? There's certainly a huge difference in that. I still don't think. Uh, apologies, uh, Stu, to you and Mike Yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to be in this thing. So. Even though Aaron would want to, I think Aaron would want to prove. Look at I can come back, man. Not are you taking Are you taking a risk. risk at 39 years old to maybe re-injure that instead of just getting ready for next year? But you're prideful, like all athletes are. I don't care if you're a Hall of Famer like Aaron or Tony or an average player like me. You don't want to let an injury defeat you. You want to get back out and say, "See, I told you I would be back and going to do it." So I, that would be the pride thing to me that Aaron might say. I told you I'm going to be back, and I am. But I, I, man, I don't know if I'm solid if I'd let him step on that field if they're not in a in a playoff run. The Jacksonville team that you played for, that you cover, you're part of their broadcast every yep. single week. Uh, was that as frustrating a loss for that last week? Not that they lost the game, the way they lost the game. How frustrating was that? Um, it was disappointing. Um, but I think you got to you got to step back and look at the big picture. I mean, the team won five in a row. And everyone was like, oh, gosh, they're Super Bowl contender. And after one game, now everyone's sour on them. It, it is what it is. It's the NFL. I mean, Mike and I have both been in situations. I've gotten my ass kicked on the field before. I've been part of those games where it just does not go your way. Right. And you play against a good team that lost three in a row, and they they needed that. Not that Jacksonville didn't. And I think they showed up yeah. and they were, tried to do their best and compete. They got – it was an avalanche. And it just kept on going. And – and uh, they were out of sorts. Trevor was out of sorts from the beginning for whatever reason. I mean, he came out after the game, which I always appreciate about him. He owned it. He says, worst game I've ever played. Um, everything was sped up. Offensive line did not play great. It wasn't that they actually weren't as bad as they were, but they had a bunch of missed assignments. The receivers running wrong routes. I mean, for whatever reason, they decided all on the same day offensively to just crap the bed. I mean, for whatever reason. And all of us, if you play this game long enough, you've been in that situation. And the best thing they could do is, you know, lock lock in, block out all the noise of the media and people like us talking about them. 
and you know learn from it and then flush it because if you go if you go win this week against Tennessee, which is frankly a more important game because it's a right. division, you're seven and three. And, and then you have the game. Think about it. Their next two games are against rookie quarterbacks, right? Will Levis and Tennessee, which, as Tony said, is a division game. But then the rematch with Houston. Houston kicked their Huge. ass in the, kicked their the ass. season, 37-17. And C.J. Stroud has done nothing but get better. I mean, this Texans team has been incredible, but I'm with Tony. You play long enough, you get smoked every now and then. It happens. That's why these next two games uh, coming back against Tennessee and especially Houston are going to be really interesting to see. Well, look, your point is interesting. It's interesting when you brought up that first Houston game. This team's six and three. They lost to the Chiefs one possession game. They had a chance, you know, in the fourth quarter to, um, to do something. But the Houston loss and the San Francisco loss, both those losses, they like showed up and like it was like, who are you? Yeah. Like they played so bad. Like, and then they flushed it, won five straight. And so the hope is that, you know, it's just one of those things that, for whatever reason, they show up sometimes and just are out of sorts. And Doug, I mean, Doug, who's, I think, one of the best coaches in the NFL, he even said it. He, it was funny at the press conference. He had a list. He started just reading the list of crap that went wrong. And it was one of those days. He's just like, all right, move on. I'll ask you both as linemen, Mike, a defensive lineman, Tony, an offensive lineman in the NFL. How come no one ever discusses? We don't. We just pay attention to the quarterbacks. I'm guilty as charged. But – the Niners hadn't had Trent Williams, the best offensive lineman in football, and Debo Samuel for a couple of weeks, and yet no one points that out when they're playing badly. It's just, hey, Brock Purdy, no good. Get him out of here. <laughs> it's weird, Tony. That That's the well, way we cover that, football. But that's the that's the NFL today. I mean, yeah. I love the game still, but I enjoyed it, you know, and I think every old guy says this. I enjoyed it more when I played because it was a more balanced. Quarterback was still critical. I mean, that position's been critical since the game started. Um, but today that's all we pay attention to. That's what everyone talks about. I think fantasy football probably feeds that a little bit as well. But at the end of the day, this game is still a physical game, and you win at the line of scrimmage. And I said it going into that game, and I said, listen, if the Jaguars do not meet or match the physicality of the 49ers, because I believe they're the most physical team when they're healthy on both lines of scrimmage. They they have an offense that's physical, downhill running. Very few teams do that in the NFL. And then defensively, they have four guys that they can rotate in there. And with those two backers, Warner and Greenlaw, my goodness. And at the end of the day, the reason the Jaguars, you can talk about Trevor not playing well, he did not. Receivers running wrong routes, they did. End of the day, they were more physical than us, and they won the physical matchup. And if you do that still in this wide-open spread game that we have in the NFL day, if you're more physical, you're going to win more games than not. Uh, Tony, no, you have to run, so we appreciate the time. I love this. Uh, I want to do this almost every week, okay? <laughs> and Mike's never been happier because someone speaks his language. Yes. Mikey, did you notice uh, that? <laughs> right. Well, Stu, I mean, it's going happier than anybody. I mean. Well, Stu, I mean, what, I mean, you were reaching out all the time when you wanted uh, wanted to make sure I was going to invite you to the Hall of Fame party, mm. which you decided. Right. And it's been, it's been very silent since then. I mean, this mm. is mean, So you uh, say every week, like, I get a text every four months. At least hmm. I showed up, but I wasn't hammered. I mean, <laughs> hey, and, and I got Mike, hammered. I did get Mike, hammered. <laughs> Mikey, a, let me know. Mikey, a, let me know the next game you want to go to, so I can not get it for you. Yeah, uh, we'll do. Yeah. Tony, I'm trying to leave you alone. I, I didn't want to bother you. You Hall of Famer now. Oh, anytime, God. you know, anytime you, anytime you want me, I'll do it. All right, we appreciate it, man. Uh, have a All great right. weekend, and uh, uh, good luck this weekend with your Jaguars, my friend. All right, see you guys.
Uh, Mike, uh, while we have you, can I get a, a few football questions in, okay? Just sure. like the, uh, the yep. stories of the week here. Your thoughts here on what's going on with Bill Belichick. There are reports now. Gary Myers is reporting. Billy told us right before we started recording <laughs> that the Chargers are the front runner to land Bill Belichick uh, next year. Do you see well, Belichick I, leaving? And do you see Belichick going somewhere like like L.A. to coach yes, the Chargers? That's a perfect I'm, spot. I, yeah. I see him going somewhere else because I, I think deep down, now it's not something that he's going to admit to, and God knows he wouldn't talk about it. I think he wants Shula's record. And he's, what, about 17 wins away or something like that from that? Right. Which would so, take 10 years in New England, right? Uh, it's exactly right. <laughs> and, and, do, do I think he wants to leave New England on, on a sour note if he, in fact, does leave? No. But I think one of the things that would be discussed if he were to stay is do you take some of the GMing power away because that has not gone well over the last few years, and I don't think Bill would want to go down that road. Um, so I, there were reports that if they lost in Germany, he was going to be fired. I thought that was ridiculous. There was no way, no way he is going to be fired during the season. This would be a mutual thing between he and Robert Kraft in the offseason it were to happen, and I could absolutely see him continue coaching somewhere uh, to end up getting Don Chula's record. What did you make of what happened with Ken Dorsey uh, this past week? So, I mean, that this is one of those things, guys, where you make a change for the sake of making a change. You know, it, it's because it's so funny to read <clears throat> when you see on the bottom line, Bill's fire offense coordinator, Ken Dorsey, then right under it, uh, last game, four turnovers and four drop passes, of which Ken Dorsey has zero culpability in. He has no culpability in interceptions or drop passes. That's not his fault. But it's also a team <clears throat> that through weeks two through four, they were averaging 37 points a game. And then in the last six games, they never got over 26 points. So it's not one game. It's cumulative. And it's also a situation where, you know, think of the tree. It was Dayball who was there, and uh, Dorsey was a quarterback coach. Dayball leaves, Dorsey takes over. Now Dorsey leaves, Joe Brady, who was a quarterback coach, takes over. It's just one of those things where you're looking, you feel you have a playoff team, you feel you have a team that can do some damage, and you feel you need to shake something up. What's the easiest way to shake something up without really shaking? You're not benching Stefan Diggs. You're not benching Josh Allen, who leads the league in turnovers. You're putting him on the bench. Hell no, you're not putting him on the bench. So you shake up. The that backdrop of it, and you now let Joe Brady and Josh Allen work together and see if that creates some kind of spark. Mike, what I don't well, like my- about it is Sean McDermott <laughs> has fired his defensive coordinator. Yep. Now he's calling defensive yep. plays. He's gotten rid of his offensive coordinator, <clears throat> and like at some point, it's Sean McDermott. No, <laughs> yeah, but but yes. right now Sean is going to have a job, and until the owner says Sean doesn't have a job, he's got until he runs out of guys to fire. Right? Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got to make other decisions. Yeah. Uh, quickly here, Mike, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, not an easy guy to feel bad for, um, but I certainly feel bad for that fan base. And you know that fan base very well. You're from that yeah. area. Uh, yeah. That is a tough, tough, tough pill for Browns fans to swallow, man. They had a chance with Deshaun Watson, Mike. Well, I mean, they had a chance. It's not like he had re has reclaimed how he was playing in Houston, though. While he was starting to no, get better. No, but he did just enough with a really good defense, Mike. He did. You're, yeah. you're right. And that's why... I think Cleveland is still in it to make the playoffs because of their record now and the fact that they have the best defense in football, they in Baltimore. So now what does DTR do, the young quarterback, who got to start another game but found out 90 minutes before the game he was starting? Now you get the reps during the week. You get to go over the game plan with the offensive coordinator. There's a difference there. Now it's not like we're going to see, you know, are we going to see a Will Levis 
coming in for your first start. And and uh, now I know DTR started before, but early on and have a monster game and then come back down to earth. I think he has three interceptions, no touchdowns, PJ Walker, you know, more interceptions and touchdowns as well. So they got to rely on the running game, but they did anyway, right? They did when they had Nick Chubb, you know, now it's Jerome Ford. They brought uh, Kareem Hunt back. That's still what they're living on is a running game. So they still have a shot, but man, that is, that is some bad luck. And that is a whole lot of money to guaranteed money to pay out for a guy that's doing absolutely nothing for your team. No doubt about it. Uh, Billy and I were discussing right before uh, we started here, whether or not you would defend your brother. Okay. Bob Golick. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Bob was a cheater, the way John Harbaugh has defended Jim Harbaugh here. <clears throat> of course I would. Hmm. What'd you say? Of course I would. Would okay. Bob defend you? Yeah. I, I yes, I think Bob mm. would would defend. I think Bob would defend me as well. I think. Why so. are you doubtful, Billy? <laughs> I just you know <clears throat> this whole cheating thing. Yeah. I mean, listen. Everybody tries to get signs. They went too far. They yeah. crossed the line, and they're going to get punished for it. Um, the, the whole thing, though, what what a mess. I said this earlier, and my son Mike really disagreed with me. Not so much everybody, like the school, the coaches, the players, but just the players. There's part of me that hopes for the players' sake that they make the run and win the title. Because right. like most things, it's the adults that screw things up and the kids get punished for it. Like the kids that didn't have their head coach on the field the first three games – because the ridiculousness of him buying a burger or whatever for a recruit during COVID. Now they may not have him on the sideline for the last few games because of something that was out of their control that they didn't do and they get punished for it. And I hate that. So I wonder if there are people that are saying, man, I hope for the player's sake that they make a run here. But yeah, I, I would back my brother. I mean, at the end of the day, what, what if they win it all, it's kind of like Spygate and Deflategate, right? I mean, there are going to be those that think less of the Patriots, but you know what they have on their fingers? They have the rings. So right. uh, do I endorse cheating? No, but I know everybody gives it a shot, and some are more line steppers than others uh, about how they acquire said information. Uh, last one on the way out here, Mike. The game of the weekend in the NFL, Chiefs and Eagles. By the way, I hope Michigan wins the whole thing because I want yeah. to see the reaction of the college football world. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I do. I really How do. many people, asterisk, asterisk, oh, no, you make sure you put an end. It's like, oh, my God. I mean, Well, people. not just that, but, like, you know what will happen is they'll do their investigation and, like, six years from now, they're like, you know what? We're going to vacate that title. We're going to vacate. And it's we're like, vacates okay, the, the kids will still have the rings. That's, yeah. my, that's my Va- point. Right. Vacate's just the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. And th- don't get me wrong. Cheating to the degree they have cheated, you can get an advantage. You definitely can get, I mean, to know another team's signals is definitely an advantage. But I've also said, because people try and steal signals legally, which seems weird to say steal, but you try and get them by looking at them, getting patterns and everything. So to me, it's always incumbent on offenses to change their signals. Use wristbands, whatever, which was Penn State did when they played Michigan. They use wristbands. Eventually, maybe you go to the communication in, in, in the ears, uh, in the helmets. But I've always been like, you should be switching up your your doesn't doesn't excuse you for crossing the line and cheating. But in my opinion, offenses should be changing signals all the time, or you know, a, a few times a year, or when they feel they need to mix it up. 
I kind of hope that they do win it all and that they do vacate the championship like five or six years from now. And then Michigan will have like the most accomplished storage room in the history of athletics with all the vacated championship banners in there. Yeah. It is stunning, isn't it? The vacating just just makes me laugh. I mean, listen, the NCAA makes me laugh. Look at their latest decision with James Madison denying their second appeal. What, what is that about? Why do they do that? Jump. Because there's a rule that says you got to be two years yeah, once you go to. I, I, listen, what do they get out of that? I don't understand it. They get out of that and not setting a precedent of letting somebody do it, even though James Madison has checked all the boxes of playing all Division One opponents and oh by the way beating them in their conference. Yet the only way they can get in a bowl game if enough there aren't enough 500 teams to make the 41 or 42 bowl games uh, that are out there. It's, it or it's a joke. I mean, it's, uh, a, it's a joke, Billy. I feel like we should we should have the James Madison coach on and we should make them our national champion. What do yeah. you think? Huh? Okay. If okay. You, if you really want to, sure. <laughs> That's just an idea. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the kids. I, I, do, be- I do like that they, that they are setting this up for James Madison to do what UCF did a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah. Where they <laughs> just were the national champs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And uh, I want to get behind that, Billy. Yeah. That's yeah. What I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Uh, Mike, we appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Congratulations on being a grandfather. Second time now, right? Yeah, second time. at a beautiful thing. She's a lovely little girl, and I can't wait to spoil her. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you guys. See hey, guys. Thanks for having me on again. Why are you thanking us, Gord? I just want everyone to know that I am uh, currently four days sober. Congratulations. Yes. You look great. Thank you. And I took an Uber ride just so I can be on this show again today. Okay. And uh, it's a smiley day because I see you guys. Okay. Uh, you're making us smile. Uh, how many more yeah. days do you plan on being sober? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm I'm trying to get to New Year's. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. New Year's. Oh, okay. New Year's. That's that's good. I would good shoot for, for Thanksgiving. I would shoot for Thanksgiving first, but New Year's will work. Well, let's not tell Share Bear I'm going to be in uh, Fort Myers because a limo will show up to my house. Oh boy. Yeah, we don't want to do that. He's in a rain delay at his uh, pickleball match right now. He said he's going to jump on. Gord, where are you going right now? I currently am back in Boston. Um, I was in Tampa. I was on stage with Imagine Dragons, Chris Stapleton, and ATR with my brother Robin Camille for Veterans Day. We had an amazing event. 16,000 people sold out in 24 hours for the military. So uh, now I'm back in Boston. I'm trying to recover from three months of my life that have been uh, pretty wild, including uh, four weeks in Vegas. There we go. My man. Bear Bear. Joining us from a rain delay at his pickleball match. Uh, what's going on, man? Okay. What's up, guys? By the way, just do us a favor, Share Bear. Between now and New Year's Eve, just leave Gord alone, okay? Just leave him yeah, alone, okay? He can. needs to be left alone, okay? <laughs> I'm glad he wasn't on the he, conversation. He, he's looking good. He's looking good. It's the best he's ever looked, except when he was wearing that bunny costume. I mean, that's it. He's I looking like- really good. Let's get to the games here because Share Bear's got a bad connection and the rain might stop and I'll have to go back out and play pickleball. Billy, I was going to say, you're looking pretty sharp today, too. I don't know what, what you got going on, bro. <laughs> hey, photo shoot. Okay, fun. It's not a photo shoot. Just, I took a shower and shaved. <laughs> I took a shower, he said. Gord, who's driving you right now? Who's What's going on? I would bring him into the conversation, but I don't want him to, uh, you know, get in an accident. He needs well, to stay focused. Does he want to pick football games? That's exactly all I'm asking. Right. That's exactly where this is going. Him, sir, do you know about football? Well, soccer. Soccer. He's a soccer guy. Okay. All right. Well, just listen. The less you know, the better in this game. Okay. Just tell him right. that. Just, just pick a team. That's all he has to do. All right. What's his name? What's your name? 
Michael? Mike, Michael. All right, Michael's Michael. picking games. Michael's Michael's all, right. Right. all right, let's get to the games here, guys. We have Chargers at Packers. <laughs> this is so great. Chargers minus three on the road at Lambeau Field. I'm going to K-Funk first. K-Funk, who you take it? I got to go with the talent on this one. Give me the Chargers for sure. Okay. Uh, Billy, who did Carl sure. take on this one? Carl took the Chargers oh. as well. All right, Carl has the Chargers. <laughs> Share Bear, who you taking here? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I'm still I'm still hooked on Antonio Freeman bobblehead night. One of these days, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. going with the Packers. Okay. okay. <laughs> I love your reasons. Uh, Gord, who you taking here? I'm going with the Chargers. You're taking the Chargers? All right. And Michael, was it Michael, the driver? Who's Michael yeah. taking? Michael, do you want the Chargers or the Packers? He trusts what, uh, my, my decision, so he said the Chargers. Okay, so Michael's also taking All the Chargers. Right. Okay. All right, let's get to the next game. We have the Cardinals taking on the Texans here. C.J. Stroud might be the rookie of the year and the MVP. They are minus five at home. Kyler Murray is back. He's healthy. I'm going to Gord first here. Gord, you're picking on behalf of yourself and Michael, the driver. Who are you taking here? Um, I am going with Kyle Murray. I just feel like his legs are fresh right now. Um, you know, I don't know. I know it's tough to go against Houston. They're playing so good. But I think I think that's too big of a spread. Mike, do you agree with me? 100%. 100 percent 100%. share bear who are you taking here uh plus five texans taking on the cardinals cardinals are plus five the cardinals in case i have to go i got my little brother the little share bear here with me okay uh-huh. little share bear. Nemesis is on the tennis court so all right in case court. you have to go so you got pick, it he'll pick the rest of the game. all right all right so I'll, so I'll little share bear is picking the rest of the games for big share bear this is great I'll, oh, I'll boy. Pick some case, but uh, okay we're going to right. cardinal we're going to you want michael to pick the games for you or no Michael. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna go Cardinals. Okay. All right, you're taking the Cardinals, and now Little Share Bear will step in for you. Okay. Right. Who did Carl take here, Billy? Okay. Uh, Carl took. <laughs> I know Billy. I feel the Texans. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, fuck. Who are you taking here? Hey man, I, honestly, Gordy, you're oh, you're spot you're spot on here. Too many points. Kyler Murray, Houston's too hot, but. I'm taking Houston. I, it's hard to go against Stroud there at home, so I'm going to go Houston. All right, let's get to the next game. Little Share Bear, I'm starting with you, okay? We have the Seahawks at the Rams. Okay. The Rams are plus one at home. Little Share Bear, who are you taking? Wow. Um, the Rams, they're on a two-year slide right now, uh, and uh, I think there's a lot of turmoil going on in L.A. I'm going with C- Seattle. Okay, right. wow. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gord, who are you taking here? Seattle or Rams? Rams. Um, that was quick. Uh, gonna, Michael, Michael, Michael. I'm going to keep asking him, Gord. Just tell him to take someone else. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to let Mike take this one. All right, Mike, you pick it. LA, so I'll go Seattle. <laughs> Michael's taking LA and you're taking Seattle. Gord, that's how we do it now. You ask Michael to make the picks, then go up. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Billy, who did Carl take on this one? Carl took the Seahawks. K Funk, who are you taking here? Um, this is my favorite game this week. I'm all over the Rams here. Really? Um, wow. Yep. Me and Michael, let's go. Yep. All right. Uh, next game here, guys. Broncos uh, starting to play better football. They're minus two and a half. They're taking on the Vikings and Josh Dobbs. Oh my God! I wish he was my quarterback. Let's go to uh, Let's go to Gord first. Gord asked Michael, and then go opposite. All right, Mike. Minnesota. Okay. Mike. I like his pick. All okay. right. So you're staying with that pick. Okay. Uh, two and a half. Minus two and a half. Denver taking on the Vikings. Little share bear. Who you got? We're going Denver. Big win last week. I think they got wow. the momentum going. Just so you guys know, I missed the inside joke from the Seattle pick. I had no idea he loves Seattle. Yeah. 
Uh, doesn't matter. You, you should listen. If you're a good son, you would take exactly what your dad doesn't want you to take. Okay? Well, he's his brother. He's brother. not his son. Oh, brother. Oh, sorry. Brother. What is going on? What do you think, Shermers? Okay, now now we have problems because Gordy left his Uber, so we're not going to get Michael's. Where's day. Michael? All right, so I have a replacement. Um, ex, oh, very good. Uh, ex running back of the University of Maryland with my brothers, Dan Bonato. Okay, on? sure. Dan. All right, let's get Stan caught up real quick. This is Mojo's best friend growing up. Okay, okay. I can't believe I thought that was Ryan's son. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> he looks young. It's hard to see. They're at a pickleball tournament. It's all very confusing. Things are moving very quickly Lord. right now, Billy. I don't know what to tell you. Gord's in a truck the next hey, one minute. The next minute, he's not. He's got a Maryland running back with him on the streets of God knows where. What the f*** is happening? Gord, who's the Maryland running back taking? Vikings at Broncos. Broncos two and a half. Let's go with the Broncos. Okay. Okay. Got it. Great. And I apologize. What's his name again, Gord? Dan. Dan Bernardo. Dan Bernardo, Mojo's uh, best friend growing up. All right. Did everyone pick this game? Well, wait. Hold on a second. Michael had already picked the Broncos. So now are we going Vikings or Broncos for this pick? No, he gets – Dan gets a pick. Okay. So Dan will just pick pick two games. Okay. That's fine. All right. All right. Did everyone pick that game? Yeah, I mean, I did. I did <laughs> not. I did All right, not you take it, K. Fuck. <laughs> give me, give me the mud dauber, as I call him. All right, Dobbs, give me Minnesota. Let's do this. All right, uh, let's go to the final game here: Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. Let's go to Share Bear's son. Share Bear's son. Who are you taking here? Chiefs quick turnaround. Chiefs by two touchdowns. Wow! wow. Chiefs wow. by two touchdowns. Gord, are you at a bar? Yeah. Let's get this yeah. <laughs> he just told us you were going to stop drinking. Well, he's not. Dan oh, is. That's a good point. <laughs> Dan, do you have any? Uh, does Dan have good mojo stories for us? Can we talk behind his back or no? Get a mojo story. Yeah, plenty of good ones, but I'm not sure if I can share them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, you can on this show. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not have takes on mojo. <laughs> All right, Gord, who who are you taking? Well, I'm going to have you out separately, okay, just for Mojo stories. Okay, Dan, if we could do that one day? Perfect. All right, great. Uh, Gord's going to have a drink in his hand by the time this segment's over. I know he is. Uh, Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs minus three. Gord, who are you taking? All right, if I don't say the Eagles, the guy next to me will probably, uh, you know, slap me right now. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. (laughs) Okay. Should we give Mike the Chiefs the driver? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Okay. All right, All good. He looks like he'd have picked them. Yeah, yeah I, think, I agree. Yeah. Mike. He drove like he would have picked them, right? Dan, who is Dan taking here? Oh, Eagles all day. How many? He's from uh, New Jersey. Okay. Really? I think I play the Eagles too. All right, so Eagles all day. Okay. Um, K. Funk, who are you taking here? Uh, this is a tough, probably the toughest game. Kels and, and the Swifties are joining this week, right? Aren't the family? Yeah, the United, Taylor's parents. Taylor's parents. Week? Yeah, Taylor's parents are meeting the Kelsey parents this week in the bo- I, booth together. I, I, I think that's bad mojo. Give me Philly here. Okay. All right. All right. What did uh, who did Carl take in this game, Billy? Uh, Carl took the Chiefs. Okay. So has everyone picked this game? Everyone yeah, has picked this yeah. game. Okay, so uh, guys, we appreciate it. Gord, enjoy your uh, lunch with your friend Dan. Uh, stay sober if you can. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, little share bear. Mm-hmm. Tell your brother to leave Gord alone until after New Year's. Okay, he yeah. needs to be left alone. All right. Thank you.
<laughs> I, I can pass that along. All right, guys. God bless football. God bless football. Billy, we were all disappointed. We'll get to Juju's picks here in a second. We were all disappointed that you were not there for Chris Sims because everyone has grown to love your relationship. What would you make of him trashing you for your GQ photo shoots? I don't, I don't understand the things that you do and say. And I, I, I understand that it's like, it's because you're never actually listening. So then when you have to relay information, you just kind of make it up. Because yeah. I told Stu Gods I had to be out because they had me scheduled to do this video shoot for another project that we're working on. And Stu Gods turned that into Billy's on a photo shoot to Chris Sims. So Chris Sims <laughs> naturally is like, who would pay to take photos of Billy? What photo shoot is he on? And then Stu Gods says, like, oh, the GQ. And it's like, OK, like this is just absurd now. And then, of course, he's like, why would he be at a photo shoot? And I would never be at a photo shoot because no one would pay to take my picture. So, yeah. So how was the photo shoot? It went well. It went great, yeah. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that. Sims missed you very much. We missed having you during, during Christmas. He loves you, Billy. Uh, Juju, you've been telling us that you have the lock of the weekend in the NFL. I believe it involves Seattle and the Rams. Absolutely. I've been hearing that Gino has written back a couple weeks ago. And I am taking the Rams plus one. I'm going to bet the house on that. If you had wow. the house and you got a house, step out of your house, put your house on DraftKings, and you will have two houses after this weekend. Because Geno Smith and the Seahawks are going down, baby. Mm. <laughs> that would be great if you could actually put your house I do on. like the idea of DraftKings paying people off in houses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I print out my mortgage and I just put it upload it to DraftKings. It's a mortgage bet. Well, it's a, it's the exact same house that you already have. Now you just have three of them. <laughs> same couch, everything inside's exactly the same. <laughs> you win your house. Yeah. Hell yeah, bet it all on them. And the other games, look, other games real quick. Packers, Chargers, Chargers plus three, hammer it. Cardinals, Texans, hammer the Texans. Vikings, Broncos, Vikings winning that game, two and a half. Eagles, Chiefs, fly, Eagles, fly, minus three. Let's go. All right. Uh, so guys, Billy, why, can't, like, why can't all I, our pickers be that efficient? You got all the dogs. <laughs> no, I was, the gonna, dogs. I was going to say, I feel like I feel like Juju should be running our pick segment because that went very smoothly and yes. very quickly. There was yes. no like bullshit in between. <laughs> Juju, are you interested in this moving forward for God Plus Football? The pick segment we do with Gord Gronkowski, with Carl Douglas, with K-Funk, it's out of hand. I've lost control of it. <laughs> Billy's lost control of it. It goes way too long, and it's a tough edit for Billy and Mikey. Yeah. You're the you're the kind of person that's going to keep it moving, Juju. Juju. Are you interested in hosting this moving forward? Yes, sir. I am in 100%. Juju, yes. this week yes. we had Gordy's Uber driver Michael making picks. <laughs> Three picks. He didn't make them oh all. Yeah, we didn't have all the games picked because Gordy got out of the Uber, so then his the rest of his driver's picks were not made by him. No, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Mojo's best friend from Maryland started making picks at a bar yeah. five minutes oh, after Gord God. said he wasn't drinking until New Year's. Yeah, <laughs> and Share Bear's brother, who Stugatz thought was his son. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we're at the end, Billy. We're good. They've already heard it, I think. God bless so, Juju, football. you're good? You're good yes, for this? Sir. I'm okay. not in every week. <laughs> All right, Billy, as the leader of this uh, of this program, are you good? Juju's going to be handling the pick segment every week moving forward here. Keep yes, it moving. I, absolutely. However, Stugatz, you still need to be there. This is not a get out of the pick segment <laughs> card for you. <laughs> so on to me. I thought yeah. I was going to get away with it. <laughs>
All right. Whether I'm there or not, uh, you're it's it's yours. You're now, there. Okay? No, yes. no, you're I'll there. I'll be there, Juju. I will be there. Okay, <laughs> I will be there, making the segment longer than it needs to be. You will you will be there to keep it moving and and make it shorter. Okay. Nice. Are you guys all betting the house? Because I am actually. I believe Juju. I am betting the house on the LA Rams. <laughs> I am. Got to. They have the alpha bye week. They've been rested. Ugh. Fantastic pick for this weekend. And they're getting a couple of. Uh, the residue of them Seattle sucking, so mm-hmm. I see it. God bless football. <laughs> A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Oh, 1975, what a time. We're a couple years removed from landing on the moon. I bet in the next three to five years, we're going to have someone on Mars. And what is this, a personal computer? Oh, this is so complicated. Thankfully, Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Goat guns are goat. Our miniature gun models will make you the center point of attention. Display them at your office desk, bookshelf, or man cave. Collect and customize goat guns to your own liking. Each goat gun model has intricate parts that snap together to assemble. Start your next hobby addiction at goatguns.com.